Mother's Day to you. You know, I do get a few shout outs because I'm a dog mom. That's right. You, know, you are a mama then. I'm a 13 year old. I'm a dog mama of a 13 year old going home 63. <laughs> Wait, I overheard you and one other co worker talking about dogs. Is, what is it, Karma doesn't like a bag? Oh, Karma doesn't like shoes, clothes, bags, rain. Like, like you can't diva. carry her, right? Oh, no. <laughs> But I see so many people carry their oh, dogs God. around with little... And it's cute for them. And it's the like dogs will just lay across their lap while yeah. they're getting a manicure. Oh, no. Karma's like, what the hell is this? Let me out. I want to talk to people. <laughs> I have a Yorkie, y'all. And she does, it's her way or, or not. Okay. Still. So, But I am a dog mama. And I am Charlie Penn. And I am Corey Murray. And this is... Yes, yes girl. girl. Yeah, I'm a proud dog mama girl. Okay. I, I really it. am. But I it's funny because it. I don't think of it as a thing. And then people are kind to me and they'll send me like a text. And they'll be like, happy Mother's Day to you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do care for someone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's really sweet. But no. it's always funny because I'm like, oh, y'all really love me. You don't have to do that. But oh, my God. You. Something happened at the airport recently. I won't say the airline because I don't want to get in trouble. But I was ear hustling. <laughs> Basically, but it made me feel for this passenger because they lost her dog. Lost her dog? Lost her dog. She was sitting there with her things, and she had all these uh, agents around her, and the agent had to get crunk with somebody else because they were like, listen, the dog was checked in on this date. Where oh. is the dog? Like, they were really, and the woman was getting upset. Oh, my God. And all I could think was, oh, shoot. That's her child. That's her child. Like, can you imagine? Corey, I'd have been on the floor. Let me just yeah, yeah <laughs> that no. dirty, nasty, disgusting <laughs> JFK floor. JFK floor. No, because I mean, I've heard that story one time. Remember, someone's dog was like loose on the tarmac, like running around because it came out of the. You know, yes. I'm telling you, don't let that be my baby. Oh my god. But anyway, what'd you do for Mother's Day, Corey? Well, before we get into that, let's talk about who's the guest this week. Oh, our fave, oh, Lucas. It's Yara Shahidi. We love her. Love her. You guys, from grownish to I remember her in Butter. I remember her in Imagine. Like, I remember her when she was a little girl. And now the sun is also a star. Her she new movie. She is the lead in this movie. It's beautiful. I saw it last night. It's two things that makes me want to fall in love again. Yeah. And it wants to make me move back to New York City and already live here. Now y'all know I love a rom-com. Yes. So it's I beautiful. Be I can't wait voice. for you to see it, Charlie, because <laughs> the just really no spoiler, but basically the theory in this movie is that you can make someone fall in love with you in 24 hours. I think I can. Can you, okay. Corey? I don't know. Have you tried? I have not tried. We I don't know why we started talking like that. <laughs> that was weird. But it's perfect. I was like, have you tried? Okay. I did that. That was my fault. No, but seriously, I mean, because you got to do the voice if you're going to make someone fall in love with you in 24 hours. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there really is a theory. Well, I don't know if it's a theory, but the New York Times does have a list of 36 questions mm -hmm. that if you can get through all 36 questions, you can decide if you fall in love or not. And I think I'm pretty sure that's what the book was talking about and what the movie is going Okay. All right. When they have a moment. Wait, side note. I don't know why I just thought about this, but it makes me think about a time I was on a date with a white guy. Okay. We weren't going through these questions, but I remember when, and this will lead me into us talking about Puffy and Diddy. Okay. But this is when Diddy was really hot as far as music. Like he, you know, I don't know what song it was out, but Diddy was like, on fire. On fire. Like, always on Hot 97. Diddy Dirty Money? No, I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't oh, Diddy Dirty. Then. It was back then. It was back in the day. And 
we were at a restaurant and he said something like, oh, I can't mess with Diddy. Like, he makes me sick. I can't stand him. And you got up, didn't you? I got up. <laughs> it was like he was talking about my father. Oh my I was God. so offended. <laughs> Girl, there are y'all. deal breakers. I ain't never met Diddy. All right. I didn't know him. You know no. what I mean? Like, but he was like, how I was dare how dare you speak about Sean Puffy Combs? Well, I think I think there are always gonna be things that you just need to talk about. And they're personal to you. I don't mm-hmm. think there's like a list of 36 for one person. But I definitely would say with you, Corey Murray, you need to know their musical taste. I do. Like sometimes I don't even feel worthy of being your co-host and friend because you're talking about artists and I'm over here on my phone in the corner on Spotify, like but Charlie, like, low-key, you, you, do, you do know some music, too. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But sometimes you, you and Yolanda used to talk about stuff, and I would be, like, quietly adding it to my Spotify, <laughs> and then I would go home, like, okay, study up, Charlie. <laughs> I would go listen to the, You know, I would be like, because, you know, music is cool for you. Yeah. And I, so I get it. So I could imagine you saying, you know what, dude? We don't like that, the same playlist. No Pandora. See? Diddy. For me, though, too, I think couples also, well, people who just met, like, to get their, like, I want to say they're bullshit out of the way. Mm -hmm. Like, they should say things like, do you feel like you deserve my phone password? Yes or no? You know what I mean? That's valid. Like, what's the last text you responded to? Yeah. Um, What's your, what would you rather do instead of watch Netflix? Like, these are things, you know, couples fighting about all these things. But wouldn't it be easy if people just had that conversation on the first date? And then you'll know. You just know. Yeah. Maybe we agree, maybe we don't. But anyway, obviously they do fall in love in this movie. They do fall in love. It's a very, very cute movie. Uh, I also want to shout out the fact that the book, the movie is based on a book written by a black woman, Nicola Yoon. Yes. And also the scriptwriter uh, Tracy Oliver, who wrote Girls Trip. Yes, Tracy. She, uh, she wrote the script. And Yara is going to tell us about maybe two or three other black girl magic that is happening in this film. On the set. Yes. Yeah. So it's out and now. And Yara is just brilliant. Oh, Sweetheart, you know, she's got old soul. I love that yes, about her. She does. But, Charlie, what was your DMs like with this Diddy audio re- oh. that we released? So, apparently, I mean, we, we had a feeling last week's episode would be really powerful. That's why we chose to share it. Mm-hmm. But it was really powerful mm-hmm. for people. And, you guys, I was really touched. Yeah. I got a lot of DMs. I got a lot of DMs on Mother's Day mm-hmm. from people just saying, hey, Charlie, we don't know if you're going to read this, but we'll let you know that we understand and we're, you know, wishing you happy Mother's Day anyway. Your mm-hmm. mom is thinking of you. It was really sweet. Oh, wow. You know, and I was on social media this okay. year. Mm-hmm. I did decide not to be a total hermit. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel good. Like, I was actually just, like, liking. I know you saw me. I was liking everybody's pictures, commenting. Happy Mother's Day. I was just trying to, like, you know, manifest the joy I needed to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, It worked most of the day. Okay. Um, But it was just sweet to see people tweeting me. Did you feel good when people were like, thank you so much for sharing? Yeah, but... What I really love with the comments that I've been seeing oh, on, so I know we've got a lot, but gonna I'm going to read some that we got on Apple Podcasts. Okay, please do. So, so one is from TC530. It says, in all caps, so I haven't seen that in a while, so thank you. <laughs> Powerful. Thank you so much, Corey and Charlie, for allowing us to hear this interview. Jesus, love this podcast so much. Aw, thank you, boo. And then another one we received, was I have listened, and this is from day 48. I have listened from the very beginning, and I'm still here. After most of the interviews, I'm left wishing they could have continued. Keep the amazing content coming, and I'll be here listening. Thanks, ladies. Oh, boo. Sending you a hug. I love our longtime listeners. What have you seen on Twitter? Oh, Twitter has some good good stuff on here. Okay, so this one's from Rika Elise, R-I-C-A-E-L-I-S-E. Hashtag yes, girl. Today's podcast was 
She has all the crying emojis. I lost my mom almost five years ago. So I try not to go on social media on that day and just do some self-care and self-reflection about my mom and who she was to me. I do the same thing, boo. And thank you for sharing. It's nice to know that I'm not alone. It really is. Oh, and this one, just listen to the Yes Girl podcast with at Man Wife Dog and at Corey Murray. And I have to thank you for your vulnerability and honesty in speaking about your beloved Kim Porter. This was to Diddy. This is Shawnee Lodge. Um, it couldn't have been easy, but I pray there is a blessing for you in your transparency. Diddy got a lot of love. I think he made the right decision allowing us to share this. <clears throat> this one's from Mimi Robinson at Mimi Cute Lips. <laughs> That's cute. She says, thanks, Diddy, for sharing your truth on Essence Yes Girl podcast. I am a mother, and it made me hyper aware of preparing my children for when I'm no longer living. Our culture needed to hear that. We appreciate you. Mimi, thank you for sharing. Wow. So on Essence IG, this comment really touched me. LaDonna1968 says, to hear a man cry breaks my heart and soul. They hurt too, believe it or not. But then when it's followed up, Mrs. Lioness replies, our brothers are conditioned to be strong, to not show emotions that makes them appear vulnerable or weak. That's played out. I've changed that narrative and taught my boys whatever emotion they're feeling, express it. This is a perfect example of what I hope my boys understand that this type of emotion is okay. That's so real. Because I literally said to my husband, I said, you know, you have to listen to this week's episode of Yes Girl. You know, we shared Diddy being vulnerable and crying. You should have seen his face. Like, he was like, what? What did you do? (laughs) You know, he just, just the idea of me saying a black man crying kind of, he just got like, what? He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. You know, like, then it was like, oh, I'll listen. But just that immediate, like, black men don't cry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they do. Um, And then he did. And he shared that with us. And I'm happy that it meant something to all of you. We are. My favorite part, though, is when he says, I don't know. He's just honest. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I love when he said black women are the strongest, oh. most incredible black mothers. Ooh, better tell somebody. Tell it, tell it. Tell the world. But seriously, you guys, hopefully we can bring um, more powerful ep- episodes like that to you when the time is right. You know, when we have clips that we can share, moments that we can share with you. But it was something new. We like to, you know, switch it up on y'all a little bit sometimes. 2019, okay, new things, <laughs> new format. Who this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of new formats, um, I want everybody to, after they listen to this episode with Yara, I want you to head over to Essence.com and look at our beautiful digital cover (gasps) with my boo Lizzo. Lizzo. I love her. I got my hair done. Okay. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? I know this quote has been overused, but I think it's a quote that needs to be overused when she says, I am 100%. I took a DNA test and I am 100% that bitch. Yes. That is the most brilliant <laughs> line ever. I mean, you know, my gurus go Cardi, Jesus, Lizzo. Now it's about to be Lizzo. Oh, I, like I may this. bump up Lizzo over G- Jesus. Don't don't get mad. <laughs> but Lizzo's about to be my new. Wait, I need this as a shirt, Corey. Can I get like my gurus, Cardi B, Jesus, <gasps> Lizzo? Did you just give me an e-commerce idea? Yes. And y'all, before you hear this, it will be trademarked. Don't act up. Cop, you see, gonna see that little C with the circle? That's for Corey. Yes. <laughs> don't okay. act up. Don't act don't, up. Don't. We are act on it, Corey. Up. Seriously, go to um that what? What's the website? Um, um, the one where you get the domains. Get all. Oh, the you things. right. You right. Go, Daddy. Thank you. I'm gonna go to <laughs> Go Daddy. Go to Big Daddy. It's not Big Daddy. It's my, speaking of Big Daddy, daddy. I owe my Big Daddy phone call. My Big Daddy been calling. I gotta call my Big Daddy. Anyway, okay. So Sorry. go to GoDaddy.com, get it. But I think we need a shirt, and we want to know who are your 
Spirit animals, gurus, people. Please tell us. Please Hashtag tell Yes us. Girl Podcast. Who moves you the way Cardi Boo moves, Cor- moves Cardi Boo? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 Cardi Boo. She's my Cardi Boo. Oh, my God. Look what you did, Charlie Pan. <laughs> with your words. Okay. Um, sorry. Just to clarify about the podcast we did about two weeks ago about Cardi and that famous picture. Oh, yeah. Because we found out. Okay. I was wrong. It was not her. JJ, it was her butt. She was saying it was her butt. She was saying it was her butt, and I miss. I thought she was saying it was her. Right. There was a, an extra part of her VJ. And I still think it was her VJ, but I'm proud of her because you know yeah. you got a VJ. It looks good, girl. It's sexy. The world was talking about it. You won. Okay. But the internet is still debating whether it was her vagina or her butt. Okay. But she was trying to tell us it was her lower butt. We thought she was saying it was her rear vagina. That's what we thought. We were, I, that's what I thought. And we just, that's what threw us, guys. Okay. But anyway, anyway I just want to clarify that. that. Uh, but who really are your quickly, tell us who your gurus are. But I also, going back to Lizzo and the beautiful story that we did, I want to shout out friends of the show, Sylvia O'Bell, yes, who Sylvia. did the most beautiful job interviewing Lizzo. Lizzo, if you don't know about Lizzo, go find out about Lizzo. Read this story. It's beautiful. She is the hottest thing in music right now. She's the hottest thing in fashion. She is a uh, role model doesn't even do enough for her. She's just someone that we should all take a look at how she's living her best life right now. She gives zero fucks. And I love, love, love that about Lizzo. So celebrating Lizzo. We're celebrating Yara. Is there and anything else? please go else? check out the Lizzo cover on Instagram. It moves. I love our digital covers. They move, y'all. We fancy. So, Charlie, I'm going to be real. I think we have a meeting that we're already five minutes late to. All right, Corey. So let's just let them get into this Yara Shahidi interview. Because, you know, y'all, we do three jobs. We do three jobs. Like all black And that alert just came up on my computer. Okay. Okay. We love you guys. Until next week, get into this Yara Shahidi interview. So, (laughs) guys, just kidding. We're back real quick. Corey, just read me as a good sister should. And I think it's important that we teach our sisters. Listen, I'm trying to learn myself. And Corey just said, Charlie, we're going to do that again because you can't say spirit animal. Nope. And I'm even trying to train myself from stop saying spirit animal. I did not know that, guys. I'm it's sorry. Not it's racist. It's, it's racially insensitive. Yes. It's just a lot of things. It's a cultural appropriation of the American, Native American community. My bad. I'm sorry. Tell us who moves your spirit. Yes. Who your spirit guru I actually is. heard Michaela Angela Davis say your warrior spirit. Your warrior spirit. Now, that sounds more like from the continent. Yes. Okay. So, apologies. All the things. Thank you for that, though, because we don't know. Now, mine still is Cardi B and Lizzo. Of course. Absolutely. Of course, yes, and mine's yeah. Lizzo for sure. But thank you for telling me. And you know what, Corey? Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me instead of screen grabbing a tweet that I wrote and <laughs> retweeting a thousand times and tagging a bunch of news stations. Because that's what people, that's what we do to each other right they now. They do that. And I don't think that's necessary. It's not. But you still taught me a lesson. So anyway, you know, it's never too late to learn. I will not say spirit animal anymore. And I'm I apologize. not going to say it either. Thank you for that read. Okay. So using hashtag yes girl podcast, tell us who moves your spirit, your warrior goddess, your inner warrior goddess. Who gets you up in the morning? Whose words are you repeating? Thank now, you, Charlie. You're welcome. Thank you, Corey Marie. Now into this interview with Yar Shahidi. Yes. Or maybe we should have done up next, the voice you will hear. I know. <laughs> Wait, I love when you ch- I changed my voice and you changed yours and you were like, wait, why are we doing this? Um, so Charlie Penn. Corey Murray. 
We know I get excited when we get guests. What a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Yes, you mm-hmm. saw. Mm-hmm. Um, Yar Shahidi's here. Hello, hello. Who is official Essence family. Yes. Yes. Official. Back. Official. For so many reasons. Would you like to break them down, Corey? Cover star. Cover star. Black woman in Hollywood. Honoree. Multiple cover star. Mm-hmm. Loved you. I, we've Yara and I talked about this. I met Yara when she was little, little. Like a really? solid 14? No. No, you were oh, a baby. Yeah. First when I was eight. Yes. And then. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's done. She did a story with us when we did Anika Noni Rose on the cover. We pulled together Yara, her mom, Carrie, who's here, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, Anika Noni Rose and uh, Amber Riley. Yes. Right. Because that's what I met Amber. a conversation about like Hollywood at the time. Okay, so mm-hmm. you guys go back. Way back. Way back. I Way remember back. that like yesterday. Yes. Oh, well, welcome back home. Thank you. Say. You know, we're cozy on the couch. So you're in town promoting The Sun is Also a Star. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say this. I saw it last night, and I know you're a fashion girl. Mm-hmm. So how did you live being in a gray shirt? <laughs> you know. Time. It was a little bit of deprivation. Um, I was really grateful because, you know, being in New York, there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. So I was in a gray shirt, jeans, same jacket for a month. But there were so many events. And my lovely stylist, Jason, like we'd get together on weekends. And I was like, ah, yes, freedom. I'm also (laughs) always in track suits. So whenever I wasn't on set. So whenever I wasn't on set, I was in a colorful track suit. And so that, I mean, it it balanced out. But yeah, there were definitely days in which I was like, no no more gray shirts. (laughs) And then she tried to change it up, like she'd roll yes. up the sleeve. I can Honestly, imagine a different. You know, that was a change that we discussed beforehand. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're shooting, the, the movie takes place within the span of a day. Mm-hmm. And so everything has to be on the same kind of time wave continuum. And so if I roll my sleeves up on a Wednesday and we shoot the continuation of that scene on, like, the next Monday, they have to remember, oh, she rolled this sleeve up. Yeah. So you don't end up with a Starbucks cup in your Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> Exactly. That Did happened? You, yes. Oh, yeah. That happened. He's done like 50 million interviews and stories about it. People were furious. There was yes. a Starbucks cup. There was a Starbucks oh, In Game of Thrones. First of all, whoever movie. screen grabbed it and zoomed in, I'm mad at <laughs> So the movie is basically, Corey was telling me, it's like a love letter to New York. I didn't get mm-hmm. a chance to see it. I'm so excited to see it. But I can't wait to for that reason. Yeah. It was such a lovely time filming it because, you know, I think my experience of New York, other than when I get to visit family in Harlem, like it's Times Square. Yeah really early you're just kind of moving around in a black suv and it's such a different experience actually being able to work in new york because it's a a non-tourist experience and we were everywhere we were were everywhere honestly like roosevelt island and then brooklyn yes they did everything roosevelt island Mm -hmm. okay now we're to brooklyn to harlem to spanish harlem to union square to right next to union square to all of it in real life could we do that in a day I feel like we'd pull it off, you could. but it would be crazy. It would be crazy, but you could. <laughs> and we did try and account for travel time within the narrative of it. Yeah. Well, one thing I came back and told Charlie, because Charlie loves love and sex. He's our love and sex editor, yes. along with being the bonus director. And I said they, the, the film starts off with the couple determining if they will fall in love doing this study but Charlie told me it's a real study I was like mm-hmm. you mean the New York Times article <laughs> yes <laughs> I knew exactly what she was talking about mm-hmm. the 36 question yeah I, it's um 
an interesting kind of setup because, you know, in the book they introduce the questions and I even took a moment to actually look it up to see if it was a real thing, but it is a real thing, thing. which is, I think, what makes it such an an interesting dynamic because you have, like, a character like Daniel who is uh, such a romantic and then a character like Natasha, and I like the fact that, as a man, he's appealing to her sensibilities of like, hey, here's this study as as the person who's into science. And I love a scientific approach to love. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we have to be fair. Everyone doesn't just fall in love at first sight. Everyone doesn't mm-hmm. live in a rom-com in their head. And I love that your character is, Corey was giving me all the tea, that that's what she <laughs> thinks. You know what I mean? I like you that. Like, resisting. Just, really yeah, like, resisting. I was like, resisted, yes. sister. <laughs> but Very I love, true. like, within the first, like, what, 27 minutes or 23 minutes, I think your character clearly was like, I like this guy. Are you going to come along with me on this adventure? which I loved. But mm-hmm. how was it like falling in love? And do you believe that you could fall in love in a day? I believe it. I, I think what was funny was we did three weeks of rehearsal before it. And a large conversation was like, how do you make it believable that this character falls in love in a day? Um, especially because there's so much happening in her own life uh, mm-hmm. and you catch her amidst this conversation around her own deportation. And so how, when this is happening, can she even take time to look at this other human? Um, And so it was an interesting process of like literally meticulously going through like, this is the scene when she realizes she likes this about him. Mm -hmm. This is the scene where she realizes she likes this. This is the scene where she's not so sure and retracts her feelings for a second. Um, And so it was like a, a process of figuring out, like there is a reality to the fact that she is falling in love in a day but there are some parameters on it. She's not falling head over heels when she first sees him. Yeah. And I love that you said that they broke it down that way because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way we process love, mm-hmm. even when it's in an instant. You know, it's like, okay, I feel it. I don't feel it. Maybe I feel it. Okay, I take that back. It's like <laughs> right. this internal monologue, you know, and dialogue with yourself. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, what's happening? I have more important things to do, but wait, I don't. My heart. It's right. Like and you see moment. her go through all of that. Love that. Well, and also the other layer that I love, although it's a lot more serious, is the fact the deportation mm-hmm. part of it there because she's her family's Jamaican immigrants, and you it's like you put a face on it. It's you yeah. know because I think in the media sometimes you hear a lot about what's going on on our borders mm-hmm. and it tends to be with Latinas, but to see that this black Amer well black Caribbean family now has to leave. What was it like connecting with that part of um, the story? Well, it was really important throughout the story that the, the conversation on deportation was never trivialized, mm-hmm. you know, especially because this is a young adult romance and we never want to make it feel like, and these are just the stakes right. yeah. to, to make it feel. <laughs> Which you know? so many movies do, so thank you. Right, absolutely. And because again, we're dealing with the fact that these this is somebody's reality. These yeah, are, yeah. and I feel like, especially now, somebody knows somebody, either their family, their larger community, their peer group, who's gone through an iteration of of dealing with immigration, whether it be deportation, whether it be visas, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. so it's important realizing, like we were talking about people's livelihoods and both Charles and I are our first generation on different sides of our family. And so it is a story close to home. And when dealing with Natasha's conversation around uh, immigration and deportation, like there were a couple of things, even some of the departures from the book um, were intentional in that um, knowing that we have a finite amount of time to tell this story, and Nicola uses her pages so efficiently and so wonderfully to tell this story, there's certain things such as even, like initially in the book, I think the, the father, the reason we're deported is because the father's DUI. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we intentionally made a decision about was like, it's not going to be his fault because we, we don't have enough time to explain Blame. the nuance of that yeah. to an audience mm-hmm. so that the conversation doesn't become, well, uh, 
Right. I mean, he did, he did. do yeah. this. Yes. Right. And, and because, I mean, of course, Nicola does a lovely job of explaining that, but just knowing like we're going to have somebody's attention for an hour and a half. Yeah. How well, do we best explain that? I'm glad you're mentioning Nicola Yoon, mm. who is the author yes. of the book, who is a black woman. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Shout out. And I think it's wonderful. This is her second book and it's also her second movie. And then also Tracy Oliver did the screenplay. Yes. Was there any other black girl magic? I mean, besides you, the. Yeah, the star, the sun. Uh, Deirdre, who did our costume design, um, and then even, and she had just done "Sorry to Bother You." Ooh. Um, and then even like woman of color behind the camera, Autumn. Autumn? Yeah, mm-hmm. Autumn, incredible. She's the one yeah. who made the movie look just so pretty. Um, but it was like I, I, I do have to say, like the set was female dominated, lots of people of color, and that was I, I think what made it feel more authentic, especially when you're coming in two communities of color yeah. and shooting. Yeah. Something usurious if you don't look like the community you're mm-hmm. in. And I imagine you thrive in a setting like that. On set. Mm-hmm. You know, just surrounded by all the things that are in you. I the mean, girl magic, the, the first day we were in Harlem um, and there were people stopping me on the street because they knew my uncle. And oh, that wow. was just my favorite yeah. moment of life. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. never mind the fact that we interrupted a scene. Like, you know my uncle. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, that. We're family now. That that's very New York moment. Mm-hmm. What I got too, I had one gripe. I was like, I don't know any black hair store that's that big in Harlem. Although, that thing was that huge. is a that, that is, is a real that's store. Real one hair store. It is like two in levels. Harlem. When I tell you, we didn't add rooms to it. Didn't make it look wow. bigger than it was. It's a large store. Wow. So tell me about the perm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite scenes when mm-hmm. he gives you a gift and it's a perm. Well, yes. fe- well first of all, first okay. of all, let me just say. The reality of the fact that your character is dating a, a, a Korean American whose family owns a black hair store, I was like, so real. This is real. Yeah. Like, how often? Does but mm-hmm. tell me about that scene. What was it like? Is that in the book? Yeah, it, it, um, it is in the book. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first scenes we shot. That was within the first wow. three days of shooting. And it was interesting because, you know, we're, we're meeting our first day of shooting was a scene that happens in the middle of the movie. Um, and it was so funny because you're establishing all of these new dynamics of how she gets along with Daniel, of mm-hmm. his parents' own understandings of the world, because even when the father presents the permits, he doesn't even understand. No, he's like, this is a The gift. implications of that. You know, he genuinely thinks he's doing something nice. Like, and then you the see kind. the brother, his brother, Charlie, who obviously knows what's happening and like what that means. And it was an interesting scene because I think we've all been told um, as just brown humans in one way or another, something about our hair that makes it feel like it's not normal, abnormal, unprofessional, whatever it is. And so... I think it was a scene that many people, whether it's not that exact moment, could relate to in many different iterations of their life. Yeah, because she finally just goes, I like my hair big. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank like, you. Good. Thank you. And speaking of, you know, I know that we, you know, we embrace our hair and we mm-hmm. always talk about like, don't touch it, don't talk about it with all of that. But I just came back from Vancouver mm-hmm. and I was telling Corey, like seven different women were like, oh, your hair, oh my mm-hmm. God. And some people touched it without asking, you know. The, the drama. But anyway, <laughs> I just don't want it to be the center of attention anymore. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Like, I love that you love my hair, but that was the other thing. It was yeah. just like this feeling of like, do we not, does the flight attendant have to stop me and say, 
how did you do that with your hair? Like, can I just board the plane? You know what I mean? I think as black women too, it's like that that other conversation. Like, I love that you love it, but also can we not just But I also feel like stop? it's 2019. Like you've this, seen this. We're here. You should have seen this. Maybe yes. not in Vancouver. But. No, but it speaks to just a larger conversation yeah. of just how familiar we've had to be with mainstream culture and what's yeah. accepted. So I mean, you know, certain hairstyles we are the norm for so many people. Yeah. And because we've had that familiarity, but that no one's ever had to be familiar with us, there is that learning process that happens for everybody, even though it seems like, isn't this a little late right yeah, now? Yeah. Like, and they're having it out loud. Right, but it's a sure. genuine, you can tell yeah. so many times, it's a genuine moment yeah. for people. Do you, the movie is, a, another part of the movie is a lot about destiny. Do you mm -hmm. believe in destiny and fate? Or yeah. are you more of a realist? Um, I believe in it. I usually call it manifestation. Yes, I, I, I do word. say what's meant to be is, is meant to be. Um, yeah, I think my entire, like, growing up, my family's always operated as, like, what's meant for you is meant for you. Mm -hmm. And what isn't, isn't. And it doesn't mean that you don't work towards things. It doesn't mean that you're, like, sitting passively and just letting everyone, like, the world do the work for you. But just understanding, like, okay, there's a moment that there's a reason this mm -hmm. doesn't align. Delay there's a reason, right. There's a reason that this does align so perfectly. What are you currently manifesting right this minute? Oh, what's in your spirit? So much in the world <laughs> that I'm manifesting. When I tell you, last year was my year of manifestation. When I tell you something, I would say something mm -hmm. and the next day it would happen. Um, uh, yes, give me some of that. <laughs> I.e., meeting Pharrell. I was like, I'm going to meet Pharrell tomorrow. And boom. Met wow. Pharrell the next day. <laughs> What else did you manifest? Are you writing it down? Oh, I know. Oh, no, I really should. There were certain like things about just friendship that I that I, I was manifesting just about like, okay, well, this is where I want to be in terms of my readiness to have new friends in my life or just mm. establish other friendships because I'm a perpetual homebody mm. who also, I'm always thinking about people like, oh, always sending love to people, but forgetting to reach out. Yeah. Like I realize they, they're not hearing me when I'm like, hey, sending that person love I'm today. I'm so guilty of that. Continue. <laughs> yeah. And you really mean it too. Yeah. You're like, I'm, you're on my mind. Yeah, Oprah. That was our conversation with Oprah. I think literally that was a team manifestation too. <laughs> um, Everybody But helped. that was, I had, oh my goodness, the interview before I found out that I was sitting, that I was going to be at the Apollo with her, they asked me like, oh, who would, who's one person that you would love to sit down and have a conversation with? Like, oh, Oprah. Had no clue it was happening. Had no clue it was in the this works or that I was so thought Sunday. about. I remember this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need this memoir. Wait, My uh, Year of Manifestation. Wait, remember when Robin Thede told us about the Oprah handshake? Did she touch your hand? Yes. Did she hold it? Yes. Your forever change. She told us it's, after that happens, you're anointed, ordained. Yeah, there's like, something, there's the intimacy of it. Yeah. I'm actually a, afraid to meet her and held my hand, and I don't, I'm afraid what she's going to do with my hand, so I don't want to know. You kind of like how afraid. I feel about it. It's just um, an psychics. energy exchange. Just feel it, Corey. It's a little okay. gift of an energy exchange. She's like, here. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, Yara, I, yeah. I know you love podcasts. Mm -hmm. You were on Code Switch, and you were talking about what your name means. Oh, yeah. You know, and I really want to talk to you about that and have some fun with you about that. Mm -hmm. So, Yara means close to your heart? Yeah, someone close to your heart. And in a lot of countries, especially like Middle East, South Asia, Yara is how you refer to your friend. Oh, I love so you'll see. Yara. Yara. Nice. Yeah, so it'll be like, oh, my Yar. My Yara. Oh, I love that. Okay. So who is close to your heart right now? Who is close to my heart? And I don't whole... necessarily mean romantically. Yeah, I mean, no, just, my whole know. family. I saw my brothers. We've been traveling like crazy for the past month. And so seeing my brothers, it was at the premiere. It was the day before the premiere. The best thing ever. 
the best thing ever. Those are my guys. What do you? What's the dynamic like together when you guys um, are all together? Just foolishness. Foolishness <laughs> is fun. <laughs> like me and the the sixteen. Fifteen? Is he fifteen? He's sixteen now. Sixteen year old brother Saeed. Goodness. Um, he and I. I don't even know if we have a secret language. I think we understand things on an, it's not even on another level. It's not a higher level for sure. It's just a different level. (laughs) Um, And so our humor becomes something that's just unexplainable. There's no, every single time I'm telling my friend something that happened, it it makes no sense. And then us and the youngest brother, I mean, he's the best. He's going to be a CEO out of necessity. I don't know if he can work for anybody, (laughs) but it's going to drive him to do great things. I love that. Out of necessity. (laughs) Okay. And your, is it your middle name? Yes, yeah, Saya. Saya. It means shadow. shadow. What are you following closely right now? Ooh. What are you shadowing? What am I shadowing? I think the one thing that's been a priority for our family right now is just philanthropically figuring out what we want to do, not for the next year, but what are our long-term goals? Mm-hmm. And it's been really exciting, even looking at like small business opportunities. Mm-hmm. All of those have been within the grand scheme of like, imagine what we can do if we stockpile and give. And so that's been really interesting because that's been something that I feel like has guided a lot of our decisions, especially now. And community is legacy, too. Mm -hmm. We keep talking about, you know, financial legacy. Yeah. But what you give back, Mm -hmm. even if it's not monetary, matters just as much. Most definitely. And Rich Dennis, who is the owner of Essence, he talks a lot about like that community currency. Mm -hmm. And he wants us as a brand to do more of that as well. well. We think about just how so many people are where they are, how how so many institutions are where they are. It's a a cultural capital. Mm -hmm. You know, I think realizing money is not the only money there is. And so, so many times you, you see favors being done because there is that cultural capital. There is that feeling of rising up together. And for so many people, they've had it entrenched for generations. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us who are, we're just being able to harness our own because it's been taken by others and it's important to like be able to do the same mm-hmm. and you can be rich that's mm-hmm. rich that's true mm-hmm. even if your bank account doesn't show <laughs> <laughs> that is rich okay and shahidi means witness, witness. Mm-hmm. so tell me something that you bore witness to recently that changed you oh wait what did i recent okay um for mother's day me my mama my nana were in atlanta we saw michelle obama's becoming but before that a Girl Scout from Girls Inc. Mm-hmm. got onto stage um, and th- they were doing introductions. So there were probably five women on stage um, of varying backgrounds. And this little girl in front of a stadium of 30,000 people was basically like, I am strong. I am beautiful. I am. I forget what the rest of uh, her like statements were, but by the end of it, I was crying. It took a solid five seconds. I'm crying. I'm just wow. hearing you say yes. that. I'm like, oh my God. Beautiful. And that's so brave in front of all those people. Mm-hmm. That's self-love. That's how you manifest that with the young woman. Yeah. Okay. Now my turn for a little fun. Well, well, one's not so fun, but okay. I'm (laughs) rapid fires. Okay. Um, So describe yourself in a hashtag. In a hashtag? Does it have to be a hashtag that already exists? No. Or just a... Go wild. Goodness. That gave me a little too much freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hashtag. It'd be that emoji with the smiley face that's cheesing really hard. The... Yes, I use that all the time. That one. That's my favorite. Yeah. My friend just realized, he was looking at me, he was like, I realized that when you send that to people, you're genuinely making that face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm perpetually making that very large smiling face. Yeah. Like, all really the teeth are showing. Right? You're like, yeah, I always send that one or the one with the little, mo- what is it called? The monocle? Oh, the monocle. That's yes. the best. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? This one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of that's me being shady. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite obsession right now? 
favorite obsession? Um, what is my current obsession? I, you can always tell by what you're secretly following on Instagram. That's how I know what people. What am I secretly following? <laughs> what people's obsessions are. I'm gonna like puppy. We just got a puppy. <gasps> you did what kind? Uh, Multi poo. Her name is Win. She's so cute. Win. Like so all cute. I do is win, win. <laughs> yes. Win, 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 win. <laughs> Her nickname's J Rock. Um, but I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm pretty publicly obsessed with things. This is true. Um, I'm just. It's been such a good time for music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to like, thank you and your mom for putting me on to Tierra Whack. Oh my goodness! When y'all were dancing on the balcony, she was she really is yeah incredible. Yes, but yeah, that's been my one thing of like finding artists. There's Tierra Whack. There's one artist right now, Judo, mm-hmm. who I'm obsessed with. Oh my god, I'm googling her. Right Wait, not him. And uh, like my my friend owns a record label. First artist he Judo. signed, but two young black men doing their thing, and such a good album. The album's called Velvet. Toby no, Lou. She's, look, she's like really. I am yeah, you, you guys, guys hear, hear the, this, the keys? The keys type, I'm typing it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, Toby Lou just dropped a project, and he comes from like the craziest of talented family. So his sister is the author of, of Children of Blood and Bone. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love Tommy. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Right. Brother so Tommy, Toby, literally magical, magical family. Okay. All right. So to leave with this is a little mm-hmm. heavy, but I'm just curious what you think, what your thoughts are, because I know that you're so aware. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie you win favor with an immigration lawyer by writing what does america mean to you mm-hmm. so what does that mean to you now well what i've realized is that i don't know exactly what america means to me but i know what i i want it to mean mm-hmm. um there's so my james baldwin quote that i always go back to there are times in which i'm like i'm not going to say it today but the universe always needs me to say it <laughs> but um in talking on the american dream he goes there's a, a moment when you realize that you've pledged allegiance to a flag who hasn't pledged allegiance to you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in so many ways, when you're dealing with the entire variety of issues, whether we're talking about women's rights, whether we're talking about immigration, whether we're talking about whatever it is, I I feel like it stems from that place of having a nation that has not pledged allegiance to all of its citizens or to, to all of the people that occupy it. And so I want it to be a place of home. You know, I, I wanted to be able to genuinely be home for so many people who have dedicated to making this home for others. Um, you know, I, I think the other conversation when I talk about what I want America to be is that culturally celebratory. So many times when we're talking about a progressive future world, we're talking about colorblind politics of and somebody. Um, Cornel West was somebody who said this and it was in, in some video where he was basically saying, like, there's a flaw to saying, in order to love you, I must see everything except your skin. Mm-hmm. Like, in order to love you, I must strip you of everything that makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about what I want America to mean, especially in the future, is this place of how can we be culturally celebratory or just identity celebratory? Mm-hmm. Of We're no longer saying I'm connecting to you in spite of all of our difference, but because of it. And celebrating yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And it does have to feel like home. And I always say I feel like America's like a house that was moving ready, furnished apartment like someone just handed you the keys and you walk in and you're like okay there's the couch Mm -hmm. there's the tv but it's not mine right you know none of it's on my curtains not my throw pillow right and for so many people it's a trailer park where it's like well if my trailer gets thrown over somebody else owns the land and i'm not moving back there exactly well thank you the other thing i love about the movie uh is that sun is a is a bit i I can't say the word um benevolent Benevolent. Benevolent. 
You say it. Benevolent. Benevolent. <laughs> Benevolent. Benevolent. This is I a whole other it. podcast episode. Yes, I know. <laughs> we could just explore this. I have like Benevolent. five words I can never say. Yeah. No, I have to, I'm the same way. Don't, yes, you know, no, we won't there's start. a salad dress and then something you do with your shake and I always mess them okay. up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were like, I, I can't say it. So anyway, Benevolent. basically I love in the movie it ends with the sun is also a giver. Mm-hmm. The sun is a, it's a good star. It's not a dying star. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for being a giving star. Thank you. Thank and for you. giving your magic out, Yara. Thank you for being, I, my nieces love you. You know oh. what I mean? I think it's important that they have examples of black girl magic in real life. Their thank age you. is right there in their face, on their feeds, because mm-hmm. everything's social media. But thank you for exuding all of that and living that and well, just being that example. I know we've said that to you a million times. No, but, but thank you, you for old. the day one support, quite literally. Day one. Literally. Day one. And then I even remember one of my first, my first New York press trip. This being like one of my first desk sides with yes. Essence. And just because New York is intimidating and no one tells you like how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember just being like, oh, yes, home. Yeah. <laughs> I think after people see this movie, so many more young girls are going to be running to New York oh, to be yeah. like to have this I'm sun is also a star moment. Yes. I want to give them some warnings. But yes, they're going to yes. go to some, some coffee shops. Some and precautions. And be like, I saw that on a flyer. Now I see it over there. That's him. No, says. Oh, that story you told this morning, which one? The one about the uh, the man. Oh, oh God, I'm embarrassed. You probably won't say that here. It's okay, <laughs> we'll tell off. We'll talk. We'll about talk it. about off. Okay. But New Yorkers are jaded, is what we were talking about. Like mm-hmm. the wildest thing in the world will be happening next to us, and we'll be like sending an email, drinking coffee, and talking to someone, and the person with us will be like, oh. And, I think, and like, did this not just happen this morning? We were driving somewhere. <laughs> we like heard some sort of like abrupt noise. And, and mommy and I, I think still Midwestern at roots. We're like, what is that? And he's like, huh? And everybody else is like, what? Yeah. Huh? And, and mom, I'm just in there like, don't get this shit on me. Just yes. whatever you do. Fire alarm will be going off and we'll be like, oh, we have to go outside. And like, that actually happened to us while we were filming. We were um, filming in the lawyer's office. We're on the 30th floor of of, a building, like right next to, what was it, Fifth Ave or something. Mm -hmm. And the fire alarm goes off. No, the smoke alarm goes off. So everyone's like, it's chill. It's the smoke alarm. And I'm like, are we sure, guys? (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 it's chill. Um, Our security had to grab me. We went down 60 flights of stairs. Because then as we're on like, what was it? What flights, like 20, then Mm -hmm. the fire alarm goes off. And we're still in this building. When I tell you I could not move for three days. And so there are a couple scenes in this movie where you should be like, what? she's moving a little slowly. That's because all of the little acid buildup in my leg and my little muscle roller on set. The next day, same thing happened. Everyone was like, oh, no, it's chill action. And I was like, no. And that time I caught the elevator down. Oh, wait, I have a corny question. Yes. That scene where Charlie is looking at you from Grand Central Station, can you really yes. go up there? Oh, and you look? can. You can. Oh, my God. You gosh. can. You can. It was trip? important. Field trip. Yeah, it was, it was interesting just because, like, there are some things that seem unbelievable, but we did test them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was, he was genuinely up there, and I was genuinely down there when we shot the scene. You can see like all of the people. It's like an aerial shot of all the people coming in and out of Grand Central. Uh, Grand Central but it's you. If you didn't know it, it would just look like it's a wall of glass. But look, there's mm-hmm. there's access to it. Okay, this is walkway. the movie's gonna make me want to fall back in love with New York. It's gonna make so you fall we have in love some summer it. adventures. Yes. And the weather's warm, Corey. Let's get out there. Yes. yes. All right, thank you. Thank you. Come back thank anytime. You. Oh, thank you say that now. <laughs> no, really. Anytime. Come back. Thanks to our guest, Yar Shahidi.